MSW Media. To alcohol, the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. Well, pour yourself a glass, sit for a spill. It's time to have some fun. Let's do a little thinking, some picking and a drinking. But this is what we're drinking with Dan Dunn. Welcome to the show. I'm Dan Dunn. Alongside me on today's program is our official beer festival correspondent, Rick McCarthy. How are you, Ricky? I'm very good, thank you. Yeah, it's good to see. You. We are at a beer festival. We are in Paso Robles, or also known as Paso Robles, California, at the Firestone Walker Invitational Beer Fest 2023. This is one of the most exclusive beer festivals in all these United States. And Rick and I have been here for a couple of days, partaking, and now we're in the middle of the madness. How are you feeling, Ricky? Uh, I felt better before, but uh, not too bad. You've, you've thrown back a couple of beers already today, right? Yes, uh, a lot of them. And uh, one was a 9.5%. I saw a couple of 10 pluses. I saw 15 Jesus, how do they do it? I don't, I don't get it. You know, not this early. Now, do you have a a, a preference? Because we've already today we've tried sours and hefeweizens and stouts and IPA pilsners. What, what you, what's your preference beer wise? Well, I like I like lagers in the daytime uh, when I want to drink a lot, and then uh, they call that uh, session beers, right? Session beer, crush it. Yeah, cru- it's a crushable. I've had a couple of the beer guys say this is a very crushable beer. Yeah. Yeah, we're crushing it. But I like, you know, stouts once in a while, you know. When you're feeling it, let's say, let's say, for instance, you woke up today and you were hungover. Okay. Not saying you were, but let's just say that happened. Hypothetically, what kind of beer you th- would bring you back? Uh, probably a Michelada. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Bloody Mary of beers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I haven't seen any, I haven't seen any Micheladas here. I have, I mean, there are just a, a ton of some of the ones that we've had. Uh, Trillium, I liked today oh, that yeah. we had. Uh, Amagong, we just Amagong, had. Topa Topa. Topa Topa. Little place called Sierra Nevada. Never heard of them. Uh, along with Firestone Walker, of course. There's Cigar City, Boulevard. Some of the other ones we got. Bagby, Streetside Ale. It's all over, Rick. There's what I believe. There's close to sixty breweries, and if I'm not mistaken, you have to be invited to come here. You can't just be any right run-of-the-mill brewery, it's an honor, it's right? It's got to be good. The publicist for the event is sitting near me. He's nodding, going, indeed, you're confirming that this is an honor to be invited here. It is an honor. So, so there's a lot of... So Matt Brindelson is the, the brewmaster for Firestone Walker, and I guess he's the guy that does the inviting? Okay, yeah. Matt's legendary. He's a young guy, too. He's only in his 30s, I believe, right? So maybe 40s. It, he does the inviting, and we've spoken to a few brewmasters already today, Ricky, and they all seem just thrilled to be here. Yeah, this is a big event. It is, yeah. For me as well. 
I can tell. You're very talkative today. Uh, anything uh, going on with you? All right? You need some uh, therapy? I, I got to get a lower ABV on the next beer. <laughs> Look, that beer you're, the beer you're drinking right now looks a lot like water. Uh, well, very, I haven't seen a beer that clear before. I'm taking a break right now to hydrate. We've only been here for an hour. <laughs> taking a break. But there was yesterday, too. <laughs> yeah, they did a thing it's last compounded. night. We went to a water park last night, and we had some beers and barbecues, miniature golf. You want to uh, tell them what happened in miniature golf? Uh, the wheels fell off on the back nine. Yeah, we got a little distracted on the back nine. And, uh, I took them down. And he, as a loser, he had to be on the show. That was the bet. <laughs> My putter <laughs> failed me. <laughs> um, so, Rick, you you uh, own a barbecue restaurant called Baby Blues. We've talked about it many times on the show. We've recorded there many times on the show. You do the buying of the beer. What style of beer do people tend to like with barbecue? You know, a lot of people uh, like IPAs, you know, and lagers. They're easy to drink. They don't get in the way of the meat. The sauces? The sauces. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, all kinds of beer, really. It's the best. What the fuck? Rick's like falling asleep on the show. <laughs> i got to get another beer. Rick McCarthy, everybody, is making his final appearance on What We're Drinking With Anton. <laughs> I gotta get to the pool. Should we reboot this and do it later when you're a little tipsy? I thought I found it to be much more talkative when you're drunk. Yeah, Jesus. Hung, hung over Rick doesn't have much to say, does he? Here, you want a sip of this? Here you go. Yeah, I'll, take a sip. There, get it's it. Crushable. Get it. Crush that, will you? There you go. There. All right. Oh, shit. I'm, all right, I'm back. Hands shaking while you're drinking it. I'm back. That was good. <laughs> there are, I gotta say, what, well over a thousand people here today, right? Yeah, more and, than and that. there's. People still trying to get in. There's still a huge line There's to get all, in. It's, yeah. We've been here an hour and a half. Um, it's uh, it's at the fairgrounds up here in Paso Robles. Uh, those of you who have never been to this region, it's probably best known for wine and Firestone Walker, which is you know just a massive operation here in town. Employs a lot of people and uh, runs the beer fest. Anything you'd like to add, Rick? Or yeah, we went on a tour. Somnambulant. Yeah. We were on a tour of the uh, Firestone Walker Brewery yesterday, which was really uh, informative and. What'd you learn? Give me one well, thing you learned. You know, it's a big operation. Okay. A lot of like forklifts and stuff you don't Got think that. about. Uh, but they're also environmentally sensitive S- yes. or conscious. Conscious. Uh, yeah. Eco eco conscience. Yeah, conscious. so they're like recycling the the spent water and stuff and uh, the CO two, like all kinds of Well they were he said they're gonna be hundred hundred percent off the grid yeah. soon with with solar and, and they also provide energy back to the town right they're giving yep and, and water too and know what they gave rick a hangover they yeah gave rick a hangover yeah and then, the gift that keeps giving and now here he is when how what would you estimate when the hangover will be gone when you'll you will abandon the hangover and trade it in for another hangover to be yeah it's probably probably uh within a couple hours you anticipate being hungover again tomorrow before dark before dark yeah <laughs> I would say this is a true story. We're heading here. Rick was already talking about what time he's going to go to bed tonight (laughs) (laughs) on our way here. I don't don't think you were kidding either. He's like, all right, we can do this. I'll be back here by five to go to bed. (laughs) Um, All right, here's our goal, Rick. We're going to drink 
Excuse me, I'm burping. Um, we're going to drink every beer. Yep. We're going to try every one at the yep. festival. Yep. And and the reason we're going to do that is there. it's so popular, there's lines. Right. And what we found is if we're carrying the microphone around, we can walk front. right to the front of the line and they pour us beer and speak to us. Yeah, it's a good trade-off. It's a good trade-off. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and the other thing about the people that we've spoken to so far, all of them have, have been uh, way more enthusiastic about being on the show than Rick. Well, no, I am. Uh, <laughs> this is so much fun. <laughs> We're in an old-timey western town that turns out is a facade. <laughs> the bank's not real. The, the saddlery's not real. The haberdashery. <laughs> oh, it's all a facade. <laughs> I know everybody out there listening right now is thinking, "Boy, I wish I were there with them." Uh, all right, well, listen, we're gonna we're gonna go walk around, interview some uh, beer folk, maybe even some attendees, and uh, see if we can get Rick's uh, engines a little bit charged up. What do you uh, think about that, Rick? Yeah, I'm gonna make a comeback. All right, I'm here with Natalie, Russian River Brewing Company. When I got in, we started walking around, Rick and I. We started asking people, what are the beers that you must check out? And a lot of people said Russian River. Why are they saying that, Natalie? Well, um, usually year after year, we try to bring a few rare and special beers that you can't get anywhere. Um, for example, we brought our um, IPA, R&D IPA number 23, which is something that my husband created on the Pilot Brewery. We have a five-barrel Pilot brew house in our Windsor Brewery and um, he makes a lot of um, um, R&D batches using experimental hop varieties um, in this case with the R&D 23 he used hops that people know like Amarillo, Simcoe, Warrior Zumo etc but he used some new um, flowable extract hop products by the way I, I need a translator for all of this right now I'm like huh <laughs> Sorry, just <speaking> out. <laughs> yeah. holy wow okay I'm ready so, yeah, so we're pouring the last keg of that. We only made eight kegs of it. We only had it on tap at our pubs for about a week, and then we saved one keg special for the guests at this festival. So that's This is the dumb question. You're in the Russian River Valley in, in California. Our house is located there. I don't think either brewery is actually in the in the, uh, in the wine-growing appellation, so, but we are in Sonoma County, California. And how long have you been around? Uh, the brewery was founded by Corbell Champagne Cellars in 1997. My husband was the brewmaster there until 2003 when they decided to close the brewery. And then in lieu of severance, we negotiated to buy the brand. We went out, got a bunch of investors, found a location in downtown Santa Rosa, and opened our little brew pub in 2004. And the rest is history. <laughs> and here we are 20 years later. How are you enjoying the festival so far? Uh, we've come every single year. We've been fortunate enough to be one of the breweries that's invited back year after year. So apparently we behave ourselves. <laughs> um, and we're just, we just love it. Uh, the, the Firestone team really rolls out the red carpet for the brewers. They invite brewers from all over the world. So it's really fun for us to see friends that we know. Like we're next door at a garage project from New Zealand. And we know Joss. He's a friend of ours. And it's just fun to see him come all the way from New Zealand. We're really good friends with Agostino from Birificio Italiano. It's supposed to be about 85 degrees today. Uh, we've been here when it's been 115 degrees, so we're uh, grateful for the, the nicer weather, and it's just a beautiful setting and a really fun few days for us. 
It's awesome. Now, real quickly, the, the beer that you poured me, the lager, tell me a little bit about that one. It's, it's delicious. Thank you. So that's our Velvet Glow Hellas. Hellas is a particular style of lager. Um, it's about 4.75 ABV, so it's nice low alcohol, kind of a nice way to start the day. A little on the drier side, but it does have those nice notes from the lager yeast. Uh, you're going to get some like kind of yeasty, doughy, toasty kind of notes, but we do um, a little bit of hops in there, so it's not overly hoppy or bitter. Um, just a real nice, easy drinking beer on a day like today. Well, thanks for pouring it for me. Natalie, great talking to you. I'll let you get back to you. got a big line out there now, so enjoy the rest of the day. Thanks so much. Have a great time today. And now a word from one of our dream sponsors, Schlitz Malt Liquor Bull, circa 1981, featuring the Platters and Coolin' the Gang. I'd hold you all night, any day of the year, the way that you taste, I love you, my beer. Why don't you get into the groove? One simple, make it clear, the bull's got more taste than beer. Bye-bye, beer. Yeah. Hello, bull. The Schlitz Malt Liquor Bull is top, so don't say beer, say bull. So I'm walking around, you know, one of my favorite places in America is Minnesota. They're beer drinking people, folk up there in Minnesota. And with me right now from Surly Brewing Company is the brewmaster, Ben. What's your last name, Ben? Ben Smith. Ben Smith. You're making that up, aren't you? <laughs> Might be. <laughs> he's, trying, he's trying to remain in it. He's in the witness protection program, Ben Smith. So, Ben, uh, tell us a little bit about Surly. Cool. Well, we're going to celebrate our 18th anniversary next year from Minneapolis, as you said. Uh, really happy to be back out at the Invitational uh, this year. Uh, we brought some interesting beers. Um, you're trying the Invitational IPA, uh, which we brewed specifically for the festival. It's a big double hazy IPA with the uh, Eclipse Strata. Uh, it's got 17701 hops, experimental from Hopsteiner, and we use some cryophantasm in the mash. It's a little bit of a kitchen sink beer. We put a lot of... A lot of wait, let me ask you, I'm going to cut you off there. What's cryophantasm? I'm not, a, I'm not a beer expert here, so right. learn me a little bit. So phantasm is basically derived from the skins of grapes uh, made uh, in New Zealand from Saab Blanc grapes. And then Yakima Chief Hops, which is a hop supplier, took that and blended it with a hop blend of, I think it's Simcoe, Mosaic, Citra hops in a cryo pellet. So basically you can use it like you'd use hops, but the Phantasm is going to give you a lot of um, thial, basically, thial precursors, which are going to, in fermentation, transform into big tropical fruit notes. You know, think mango, traditional like Sauv Blanc, like uh, Southern Hemisphere wine notes on top of the, the normal hop character. So just big, bold, fruity uh, on top of like the, the really soft, gentle, uh, hazy IPA body. So just a cool, cool beer. I got to tell you, this is sort of like a breakfast beer for me. It, it literally is right now. That This is what time of day it is for me. It's a breakfast beer. Absolutely. We're at the very beginning of the fest, uh, VIP hour. It is 9%, so be wary. <laughs> now you going. tell me, Ben. Ah, get you going a little bit. Um, but we've got some really nice other beers. We have a smoked Hellas, 4.7%. That's going to be what I'm drinking today. Lemonade, which is just a lemonade uh, beer, 5.5%. Really refreshing. Um, it's like a sweet tart balance. It's not a shandy. It is a beer. Uh, and then Darkness, uh, our iconic Russian Imperial Stout, aged in 10-year heavy char, um, Parker Heritage, which is Heaven Hill's kind of premier bourbon line. Uh, and that's awesome. That turned out really great. Well, I'm going to get to more of this drinking here. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me, Ben. I hope you have a great rest of the festival. Thank you, man. You too. Do it up again! We've got it!
Use your lips. It's so good. <laughs> We're walking around. Uh, Doing some man-on-the-streets uh, interviews here at the Firestone Walker Invitational. Sir, uh, what's your name? I'm Nick Firestone. No way. Did anybody ever tell you you have the same name as the, uh, the brewery that's sponsoring this whole thing? It's, it's coincidence? A hell of a coincidence. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I actually set that joke up, just so everybody knows that's how bad it is. And Nick Firestone, you are... To give us your title. I'm the COO at Firestone Walker. Wow. Okay. And, uh, yep, third generation in the family beverage business. So give us a little history about Firestone Walker. Now, and I know we've, we've had David on the show before. He's, oh, I'm so he's sorry. awesome. Your dad, Adam, David's partner, right? Yep. Two brothers-in-law uh, made the terrible decision to go into business together. Um, they, they like to say that the only thing they uh, agree on, because they fight about everything, is the beer. Uh, so they started this uh, this crazy brewing company about 30 years ago, um, and uh, I'm the only one in the family who's sort of raised my hand to join up. So. Say keep going. Yeah. So you gave us a, a tour yesterday, and, and I, one of the most impressive things was just how eco-conscious conscious the brand is. Talk a little bit about some of the initiatives you have here, which you, you said you're going to be 100% energy independent very soon, right? Yeah, you know, we uh, we sort of... We, we never set out to be a sort of sustainable brewing company, but um, we sort of woke up one day and realized we had a, a good story to tell. Um, and yeah, we've got a bunch of, it's called, we call it Brewing for Tomorrow uh, inside our walls. And it's, it's uh, all of our sustainability and efficiency efforts. And, you know, a couple of the highlights are, um, you know, we'll be, we'll be completely, um, we've got a solar array, about a 10 acre solar array, five more acres coming online by the end of the year that'll cover all of our um, our energy usage, 100% of the, uh, the brewery's usage. Uh, we've got a CO2 recovery project coming on that's going to harvest CO2 off the top of our fermentation tanks, uh, plug that into the packaging line. Uh, we take all... Like, you, were to, not, yeah. you were talking about this yesterday because yeah. before the CO2 is just, hey, see you, out into the atmosphere, right? Yep. That's, not, that's not going to be happening here. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we have this terrible thing where we're, you know, like many breweries, we purchase CO2 to run our packaging lines. Uh, and then there's a magical equation where all the CO2 that's uh, emitted off the top of our, you know, fermenting. Uh, is actually the same amount of CO2 that we need for our packaging. So we're going to harvest all that and uh, kind of close the loop a little bit there. So Incredible. Yeah. And there was another piece of equipment you talked about early on the tour yesterday that cuts down tremendously on waste of beer, actually, right? Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, yeah, our yeast beer recovery. Because Yeah, um, that's a new piece of equipment. Um, effectively, when, you're, when, you, when you go into the uh, you know, cold fermentation, the bottom of the, uh, the cone of your fermentation tank fills up with yeast and sediment and all kinds of nasty stuff. And you, you haul that troop off um, and send it off to the cows uh, as part of cattle feed. And what we figured out how to do, and it's not us, German engineers figured out how to do, is how to basically run it through a centrifuge, rinse all that liquid, that beer, back into the fermentation tank. And it's going to save us next year about 10,000 barrels of beer, which is... Which uh, is more than most breweries are making. Yeah, right? it's yeah. A, I mean, it's how many breweries are there in the country? About 9,500 9, breweries, and uh, I'd say the average size is, is much smaller, which is a great thing, by the way. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's tremendous. And we talked about, in terms of size, I guess Sierra Nevada would be the biggest brewery in California. You guys... Yeah, there's about 1,100 breweries in California, and uh, I think we're you know punching above our weight there in the the top five. So um, yeah, it's we're we're doing okay here. Humble Brewery in Paso is uh, doing all it's right. It's been a good the, ride. How important was the 805 in the uh, 
in the development of the brand. Yeah, 805 uh, is our, our beer that keeps the lights on. It's about 10 years old. Um, it was our, a, brew, a, a beer that we started in our tap rooms. Uh, it's a honey blonde ale. Uh, it's made with honey malt and uh, kind of created a, a following in our tap room. And we said, let's give this, let's give this beer a brand, uh, you know, give it some life. And uh, 805 was born. We had a local guy do the design, and it was, it was all very organic. And, and that beer has really taken off for us. Um, do you know, it's funny, I've had a lot of musicians and stuff on the show, and I ask them sometimes, you know, like, do you know when you do a certain song, like, this is a hit? And they, a lot of times they don't. Or even filmmakers, whatever. Is it the same thing with beer? Like, when you made that beer, did you say, this thing's going to blow up, or is it just a pleasant surprise when it does? Yeah, I don't know if I'd give us enough credit to say that we planned all of, you know, all of that. I think there was a, a lot of luck involved. But, uh, you know, similar to, to music, or, or I like to say, actually, that, uh, you know, the blockbusters pay for the art films. So uh, that, that's certainly the case with 805. It's been, uh, it's been a, a big thing for us. That lets you play around. So. Yeah, yeah. And uh, just talk a little bit. We've had Matt Brindelson, your master brewer, brewmaster, uh, on the show before. Talk a little bit about what he does and just his, his particular artistry. Yeah, I mean, Matt is incredible, um, one of the most humble guys you've ever met and just a wealth of knowledge. Um, I've known Matt since I was a little kid. Uh, he kind of sort of stumbled into the partnership uh, in the early days, and, you know, it's been the lion, the bear, and the brewmaster uh, since then, and, and it's, been a, it's been a great ride. I mean, Matt is, Matt's the best. And he does all the inviting here, and you get about, I, I, I hear about four to 5,000 people attend. Yeah, yep. Sells out immediately. Yeah, right? in, in seconds. Uh, we're, we're lucky that it, this is really Matt's Invitational Beer Fest because if it were Adam or David's, you know, there'd be about 20 people here. Uh, yeah. Matt's got a lot of friends, yeah. uh, and he invites them from all over the world, and uh, you know, he sort of curates the, the brewery list, curates the, the beer list or the food list, uh, and also curates the music. So that's, uh, that's a big piece of why this thing is so successful. How do people out there listening, if they want to come to this, and I recommend that, if, especially if you love beer, I mean, there's, it's, it's fascinating to see, you know, there are every, all of them are getting a lot of business, but there's a few when we talked about the New Zealand one. Yeah, Garage uh, Project. Garage, where people are lined up for like two blocks yeah. to, get a, to get a taste of this yeah. beer. Um, if somebody's out, somebody out there wants to, to come to this, is there a club you got to get in? How do you get tickets? Is it just first come, first serve? It's first come, first serve. You know, there's no special lines or, or special treatment. Um, you know, I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention, you know, Pioneer Days, which is a local nonprofit, uh, puts this whole event on. Um, and so, you know, they actually run the ticketing process. And obviously, we've, we've got a great long partnership with them. But um, yeah, really, it's, it's show up when, uh, when tickets go live. And and uh, make sure your browser's refreshed. And get it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's 70 <laughs> yeah. worth it. And, and we got lucky this year, apparently. Uh, it's a crisp 88 today, but I've, I've heard tales of, of invitationals past where it was pushing 110. Yeah, there's uh, some triple-digit years, and those are tough, uh, especially for the big dark beers, you know, barrel-aged beers that are getting yeah. poured. So uh, I, I'd say we're in, we're in lager beer weather for sure. Uh, it's, I think, high 80s at the moment. But, okay. um, yeah. Let me, one, one last pop, put you on the spot here. Obviously, besides your own beer, give me five or six. Oh, and if man. you went around and you just said, I, I got to have that. We just we just talked about the, uh, the Garage Project. Yeah, Garage Project does a, I mean, they put out great beers. Um, my, my uh, you know, my target list is really the beers that I can't, I don't have regular access to. So I try to st- st- stray away from California. Um, you know, we got a bunch of friends at Surly. They've got some great beers. 
international beers that we have here. So Beer Aficio Italiano, Incredible uh, Pilsner, uh, Frau Gruber. Um, I get my hands on a beer stout. That's also and you delicious. can't a lot of these beers you can't get them here in the states, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know that the the origin of this uh, this beer fest was, you know, it's, it's uh, we're on our twelfth year. It's our it's our tenth year putting it on. We had a couple years in the middle where we had to shut down um, due to COVID. But uh, this beer fest is really all about the brewers. Um, so we invite the brewers. We we put on a good show for them. They show up and pour their own beers. And we ask them to bring some sort of specialty beers that you can't normally get your hands on. So. Uh, that's what it's all about, and uh, you know you don't have volunteers pouring. You got all the all the beer out there doing there, it. So. I tell you, some of the ones there are some high alcohol beers <laughs> There's here. Some big beers. I, I didn't even know that they had beer that was like fifteen yeah. percent alcohol. Yeah, you yeah. Know? <laughs> I try. I'm like, wow, yeah, that's insane. I'm I, I'm happy in the five yeah, range. Yeah. That's probably where I'm at. But uh, Nick Firestone, uh, it's a real pleasure having you on the show, man. And and uh, thanks for having us up here. It's been. Uh, been a real pleasure, and now I'm going to go do, drink some more beer. Yeah, I'll see you out there. All Thanks right. for having me. Thanks, Cheers. brother. All right, man. Bye. Here's to good friends. Do you guys realize this is our fourth summer place together? Remember that old beach house we had? How about the time you two almost set the woods on fire? <laughs> okay. Who's ready for a lower brow? When you want the taste of a truly great American beer, tonight, let it be low and brow. You know... I think we finally got this down to an art. Let it be low and Oh boy, am I excited to announce that one of our original sponsors, that's right, an OG, I guess it would be an OS, right? Original sponsor, okay, sure. With us from the beginning, they took a little break, and now they're back in the mix, and I'm talking about Rabbit Hole. My go-to for American whiskey, Rabbit Hole makes bourbon and rye in extremely small batches. We're only talking 15 barrels or less at this amazing distillery. They have smack dab in the middle, downtown Louisville, Kentucky. And Rabbit Hole's recipes are totally unique. They were created by their founder, a guy named Kave, personal friend of mine, one of the coolest guys in the bourbon business. Kave and his team at Rabbit Hole spare no expense making their bourbon and rye. They have their own cooking methods. They use top-of-the-line grains. They never chill filter, and they use barrels that are toasted, charred, and wood-fired, which almost nobody does anymore. And what you end up with by doing that is a line of bourbon and rye, these really rich, deep flavors that are unlike anything you've ever tasted. And right now, Rabbit Hole's offering a special deal for my listeners. You get $5 off your first order if you order through Drizzly. That's right. Get it delivered through Drizzly and enter code RABBIT. You get $5 off your first order. And trust me on this, folks. You're going to want to get in there and order that right now. Get that rabbit hole. I'm with uh, the founder. One of my favorite breweries. One of the only ones that I knew, actually, coming up here. Uh, because that's what a beer neophyte I am. Topa Topa out of Ventura, California. The owner, Jack Dyer. How are you, man? I'm great. How are you? Doing good, man. And especially now, you just what did you just pour me here? Uh, this is a fun collaboration beer that we've been working on for a number of months uh, with our friends up the street, uh, Patagonia, the clothing company. Uh, they funded the, this, it's called, uh, we're calling it Perennial Test Beer. Um, it'll be rebranded as Kearns Lager in the next, uh, next few months. Um, but it's a really fun project where we use uh, Kernza, which is an ancient wheatgrass. Uh, its root systems go deeper down into the, into the ground, so it's better for the uh, biodynamics and soil health and obviously better for the environment then. So Patagonia asked us to try and make a beer out of it, and uh, that's what we're drinking here. It's a nice, light, 
lager. They wanted something. When you say light, how, what's the ABV on this? Uh, it's 4.7 on this beer. So nice and crushable. We use all organic ingredients and dry hop it a little bit with uh, organic mosaic. So it's, it's been a really fun project to work on with a company that obviously we look up to quite a bit, being from Ventura. How long has uh, Topa Toba been around? We're just about to turn eight years old uh, in the beginning of June uh, here in the next few weeks. We have our anniversary party coming up on like the 17th, I think. Um, yeah, so eight years in business. We've been through a couple different things, including the pandemic and uh, wildfires and all this sort of stuff. But we've been lucky enough to get the support we needed to keep it going and um, get to do what we love every day. So it's, we're pretty stoked. You mentioned the pandemic. What, what happened? I know a lot of the liquor brands, the sales went up. What happened with, with you with beer? Yeah, I think it's a common story that gets told a lot. Like, yes, our our off-premise sales um, went up quite a bit, and our wholesale distribution increased quite a bit. We had to do it. We were in a unique position. We had just launched a larger brewery uh, project, so we, we opened our new, big, fancy, shiny new brewery in December of 2019. Um, and then the pandemic, the world ended in March of, of 2020. So we were forced to pivot and get everything into cans like everybody was and uh, do our best to survive. But we're a company that's built on, you know, we're about 50-50 and where we get our revenue from. We do have five tap rooms. So we do rely a lot on that tap room volume uh, and tap room income. So it was hard, but we made it through and uh, our customers supported us. So we're trying to keep it going and support them and support this wonderful industry. And uh, that's what we love about being here at The Invitational. It's just such a reminder of how cool our jobs are and what we get to do for, for living every day. So it's pretty fun. Have you been to The Invitational before? Yeah, last year was our first year, so we'll be on our best behavior and hopefully we'll get invited back again. But, uh, yeah, it's really fun and uh, just really inspiring to walk around and, and taste all the great beers and then meet all the great humans who are making it. Um, and it's just a really – Firestone's done a great job putting this together, and they really take care of us while we're here. So hopefully we'll be back again for years to come. Do you geek out a little bit? Is it rock star status or, like, I can't wait to see this guy, this brew man, try what he's doing? I think the, the term that I use is brew liberties. I think there's a bunch of brew liberties here and, and folks who have been in the industry for a while. But one of the coolest things and the hallmark of our industry, I think, is that the more established breweries, you know, they had to, like, really clear the path for us. And um, the respect that I know I myself have and, and most of my colleagues in the industry have for the folks who have been around for 20 years uh, is immense. What they had to go through to get people to buy their beer and try their beer uh, it was very different than what we've had to do. So, um, yeah, it's fun. It's fun to get to see, you know, the Russian rivers of the world. I mean, Firestone Walker themselves is just a legend. We have a saying around Topa Topa, what would Firestone do? Uh, because they typically make the right decision. So, um, yeah, we're, we're, it's, it's, it's an honor to be here amongst those folks and to be able to pour our beer next to them. Um, I also think our beer is great. I think if you're, if you're in this business, you should really believe that your beer is some of the best in the world, and, and we do, and we have a great team that produces it. So I concur on the beer being great. I'm really enjoying this one, and uh, cheers to you, Jack. Cheers. Great to meet you. You want a beer, pal? Uh, what are you drinking? I got this non-alcoholic shit. What's that? It's like a non-alcoholic beer. It's got no, no alcohol. Is it beer? Yeah, with no alcohol. But you drink enough, and if you drink a lot, they get you fucked up. No, there's no alcohol. That's the fucking point. I'm not a scientist. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I can get you beer if you want fucking no, beer. No, but I, I don't drink, you remember? I don't drink anymore. Oh, you want to go inside and blow some lines of bacon powder? <laughs> <laughs> Can't imagine Evan not enjoying getting fucked up. Yeah. I love it. Why is being sober? It fucking sucks. Boring, right? I'm so boring. I want to kill myself. My brother, Sean, lives in Asheville, North Carolina... Unfortunately for him, or maybe it is fortunately for him, he does not drink 
Uh, so he will not get to have the beer that I'm having right now from Burial Beer Company in Asheville, North Carolina. And with me is one of the founders, Tim Gormley. How are you, Tim? I'm doing great. I'm having a blast. This festival is epic. <laughs> is this your first time here? It actually is my personal first time. Burial has been at this fest for a few years running now, but this is my first opportunity to come out to it. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about Burial. Sure. Yeah, we were founded in 2013, so we're celebrating our 10-year anniversary this year. Uh, we uh, have our main kind of downtown Asheville location in what, what we call the South Slope neighborhood. Uh, we now have two locations in Asheville, and one in Charlotte and one in Raleigh. And, uh, you know, we really approach a little bit of all the beer styles. I think we're probably most known for our IPAs and our Imperial Stouts, but... Um, I'm really proud of our lager program, our sour program, and so I tried to bring a nice eclectic mix of all the things we do well today. I'm trying the Pilsner, right? Yeah. Is it? But you're not saying you're not known for this one, but it's not. So should I try the IPA as well? This Pilsner is delightful. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about this, though. Yeah, so this one's called Bright. It's kind of like an Italian-style hop-forward Pilsner. So like a Peroni? Would that be, or am I way off on it? Um, I'd say a little bit more like hop-forward than that. Kind of, um, I think the, uh, probably P like Pivo Pils that they make here at Firestone is kind of like an example of, of that style. So uh, kind of almost in a way a hybrid of an IPA and, uh, and a lager, a very hop-forward. Can I ask you a question, Tim? What would you say the ratio guys to women are at, at the average beer festival and this beer festival? Ah, it's an interesting question. I mean, I feel like uh, it's probably, you know, majority men, generally speaking, at these things. But I've seen, you know, th there's a good mix here today. I, I would say it's probably maybe 60-40 men to women. Really? I thought I was going <laughs> to say at least three to one. But then I asked somebody, they said, this is actually a good ratio compared to some right, of the more probably. you know more beer geeky festivals it can be like 90 percent dudes oh, no, right no yeah no it's so true and yeah I, I, i'm i'm always impressed when i see more and more ladies out at these things um so yeah all right can i try i'm gonna can i try the ipa okay tim so you said you're known for your ipa why um we make great ipa right we do um a good good mix of like west coast style east coast style double ipa triple ipa we kind of are constantly uh, experimenting with a lot of different hop combinations um and i think we just have you know we have what a lot of people are looking for from like a juicy hop forward you know um smooth drinking ipa this is delicious now go back to something you just said there explain to the to the average, you know, if somebody doesn't know a lot about beer, what's the difference between West Coast style and East Coast style? Sure, yeah. Generally speaking, West Coast style is going to be a little bit more like cl clear, um, crisp. Generally, it's like a yeast. The yeast is the biggest difference. So um, what we call Cali Ale in the industry, a yeast that was kind of originally from Sierra Nevada Brewery uh, in California is is generally what typifies a West Coast IPA, and it has a very clean, almost like neutral fermentation profile, so that the hop, hops can really shine. Um, East Coast IPA generally uses London Ale Three yeast, some sort of English-based yeast that generally has a little bit more yeast character, a little bit more like fruit derived from the actual fermentation itself, 
And then that in combination with the hops. Um, you Often we talk about biotransformation, which is kind of this concept of the hops changing a bit through the fermentation process. Um, often presents a little bit more hazy, the East Coast IPA, because the yeast is, you know, less... Um, it, it flocculates, as we say, or it drops out of solution a little bit less. Wait, wait. Flocculates? <laughs> yeah. I got caught flocculating once when I was young, and it was very embarrassing, Tim. I'm bringing this up. Um, let, one more quick question for you. The origin of the name. Where, why burial? Yeah, so I have two business partners, Doug and Jess. We met year, years ago in Seattle, but they actually both went to grad school in New Orleans, New Orleans, of course, has a really beautiful culture to it, and uh, the name was really inspired by the idea of the jazz funeral. That the second line, yeah, yeah, exactly. And it, in a lot of ways, it just represents the kind of cyclical nature of life. That you know, something dies, it goes back into the earth and inevitably feeds what grows out of the earth next. Um, so it's it's all about kind of celebrating that that cycle. Obviously, beer being uh, an agricultural product, uh, things, grains and hops that grow from the earth. Um, so yeah, it sounds kind of dark and morbid, and we we do like to celebrate that side of it. We kind of have like a little bit of a metal music aesthetic to it. Uh, in a lot of ways, the name burial is more about like a celebration of life versus this very morbid thing. I was getting the rock thing because Tim has the sort of lead singer of uh, Slayer look going there. And by the way, while we were talking, the line has grown about yeah. tenfold no, and I'm, now people are looking at me like, stop talking to him so he can get us some beer. So Tim, I'm going to let you go. Yeah, burial a beer company in Asheville, North Carolina and you are not wrong about this IPA, man. This is delightful. Yeah. Thanks for Thank talking you. to me, brother. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks for uh, chatting with me. Hi, Barkeep. How much for beer? It's gratis. Ooh, that sounds expensive. Can you give us a moment? Floyd, we blew our money on the graduation robes. Maybe we shouldn't drink. No way. I need booze, man. If I meet your daughter without a buzz on, she'll think I'm an idiot. Look at that. Here I am back in studio. Returned safely from the Central Coast. And I'm in our fortified bunker down in Venice, California. I lost Rick, my co-host for this episode. I lost him somewhere along the way. He, uh, he was having a rough time. He, he said he needed to go out to his place in the desert near Joshua Tree and uh, commune with his spirit animal or something. I believe it's tequila, not beer. But uh, it was great having Rick up there with me. You heard about a lot of beers earlier. I got a few more to tell you about stuff that we haven't mentioned, but that jumped out at me as quality, quality breweries and beers. If you have a pen and paper handy, you're going to want to get that out right now. These are some beers you ought to check out. Uh, one called Cigar City Brewing from Tampa, Florida. It was founded in 2009. A lot of ales and lagers, very sunny, citrusy. The ones that I particularly enjoy, they had a double IPA called Florida Man. Ha! Ah, get it? Florida Man. And then they had one called Cosmic Crown, which is a Belgian-style strong golden ale. Yummy. Both of those. Brewery called Urban Roots from Sacramento, California, opened in 2018. The beers that I noted were 14 Degrees, which is a special uh, Czech style lager, 6.2% alcohol by volume. 
And then another one called Like Riding a Bike, a West Coast IPA, also 6.2% ABV. I thought both of those beers were yummy. There were some international breweries that came over for the Firestone Walker Invitational. One of the more popular ones is Frau Gruber from Gundelfingen, Germany. And I had an Imperial IPA at 8.8% ABV called the Hounds of Hell. And yeah, that was a hellacious brew. It was delicious. I really enjoyed that one. Also, Diamonds in Orbit, which is a New World Pale Ale, weighing in at 5.8% ABV. Again, that's Frau Gruber Brewery in Gundelfingen, Germany. Everybody in Paso Robles was loving it. From Torrance, California, there's a brewery called Monkish. I don't remember what, I didn't write down what particular beers, but I just remember really enjoying that one. So uh, if you're here in Southern California, especially check out Monkish in Torrance, California. From Greeley, Colorado, the folks at Weldworks Brewing were there. Weldworks has been around for about eight, nine years. Actually, in 2016, USA Today named them the best new brewery in America. With good reason. Uh, the beer that jumped out at me is called Juicy Bits. I'm told it's one of the most highly regarded IPAs in the country. And I friggin' flipped over this thing, man. I just love that beer. Juicy Bits from Weldworks Brewing in Greeley, Colorado. All the way from Norway, there was a brewery called La Lervig. That's La, L-A, L-E-R-V-I-G. I'm sure I'm mispronouncing it. I don't speak Norwegian. Uh, they had a beer called Supersonic, a double dry hopped, double IPA. So double dry hopped, double IPA. 8.5% alcohol by volume. It was just a crisp crisp beer, a lot of bitterness and a round maltiness to it. I loved it. It was one of my favorite beers that I had. Can you get La Lervig in the United States? I don't know. Google it, but it's a beer worth checking out if you can find it. From San Luis Obispo, a place called Liquid Gravity, I tried their Crispy Life, which is a Pilsner. I love Pilsner, a traditional German-style Pilsner, using Saphir and Tetnang hops. I hope I'm getting that right. A little graham cracker on that, a malt. It was, it was just extra crispy. I guess that's why they call it Crispy Life. Uh, enjoyed that one. And also their IPA, Liquid Gravity IPA, which is the beer they're most famous for. It's the, the cornerstone of their lineup. It's a West Coast IPA. You heard earlier in the show, uh, Tim from uh, Burial talking about the difference between East Coast and West Coast. If you didn't hear it, go back and listen to it. Damn it. Come on. I can't do this on my own. 7.0% alcohol by volume on that Liquid Gravity IPA. Right here in Los Angeles is the Highland Park Brewery. They they made their way up. They were invited to the Invitational. Uh, the Phil Pills, again, if you didn't hear it 20 seconds ago, I like German-style Pilsners. And that's what this is at 5.2% ABV. Another one from San Luis Obispo, and I guess it's the final one I'm going to recommend. Even though, let me say this, all the beers I had up, I didn't have a bad beer. It wasn't a bad beer in the batch up there, but these are just ones that I jotted down. Uh, It's called There Does Not Exist. That's the name of the brewery. There Does Not Exist. It's in San Luis Obispo. The beer that stuck out was 60 Days in Hell. This is a Bavarian Hellas beer, brewed with 100% raw materials from Germany. 
if you've ever had Bavarian Hellas, it's it's one of the great beer styles of the world. Very simple, uh, but just it's crushable. That's the word they like to say. It's crushable. Mm. There does not exist, but it does exist. So there's the conundrum. Anyway, uh, I want to thank the folks, everybody up there that took care of us at at the Firestone Walker Invitational. It was just a, what a good time. And, and go to the website. I, I checked. I didn't see when tickets go on sale for the next one, but I'm sure you can dig around in there and, and figure it out. If you, if you love beer and you can make it out to Paso next year, I would highly recommend it. It was a great, great experience. And also big thanks to my friend Rick McCarthy, again, out in the desert somewhere, doing whatever he does. Love that guy. And, of course, Many, 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 many thanks to you, all of you out there for making what I do possible and making it fun and making it rewarding. It's all of those things, and it's all because of you. And with that, I feel like I should burp my way out of here, but I... uh, There you go. You're welcome.